Good evening and welcome back to the Football Babble. Uh, we are back now with a brand new season. Just myself and Brenton tonight. Um, the lad Paddy is currently flying home from France. Steve has a bit of a Euros party going on for a bit of him. And Jonathan is still recovering from getting married. And all, all the very best to Jonathan with that too. Many congratulations to Jonathan and Tessie. So Brenton, myself and yourself on tonight to do look at the Euros final which has just finished. England won it 2-1. Um, and uh, unreal and congratulations to them unbelievable scenes the biggest ever crowd at a European uh, major final men and women's 87 odd thousand on it and Wembley was absolutely bouncing um, huge huge moment in women's football in England and possibly Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland and Republic of Ireland as well because everyone will be watching it and you've seen all the numbers growing up plus Northern Ireland are competing in it this year too so Brilliant tournament, we'll chat about that. We're going to talk about the Hooney Shield, which happened yesterday. Liverpool obviously winning, nice. And then some wild takes for the season coming up. And there are some fairly wild takes in the in the babble. Brenton, go on ahead then. Uh, talk to us about your summer briefly. And then chat, we'll get into the Euros. What have you been up to in the break? Mostly, and, and bear with us, we've, we've been having a few technical difficulties. So... Um, if my mic sounds dodgy, um, I'm the cause of the problem. Um, yeah, um, basically, bit of a obviously season ended, um, and my season ended personally as well. Unfortunately, no uh, uh, no trophies or anything to to discuss. Um, but back on the pre-season train myself and. Um, looking forward to the new season starting um, relatively soon, like within a week now. Um, I've been moved in a new house, uh, which has been busy. Um, preparing to get married in October, so it's been a busy time. But uh, wasn't at the footballs back, and um, the women's heroes have been have been a brilliant uh, brilliant lead in to the new season. Um, I think everybody, I think sort of women's football has um, picked up a lot of new fans this summer, most definitely. The standard uh, of the tournament has been uh, immensely high and um, summed up by, which I'm sure we'll talk about, the the final. Um, and congratulations to England. I think just about deserved it. Um, but as you say, it'll it'll do a lot for women's football moving forward, hopefully. And um you know, excited for another WSL season too. Um, it's just going to be um, an absolute feast of football this year. Obviously, it's a World Cup year. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to have discussions um, in the next couple of weeks and months on the babble about um, the World Cup and obviously about the controversy surrounding it. Um, but we will talk about it because that's what we do and we're not just going to avoid it. Um and yeah, excited to to get into a new season. Not so sure about uh, what Chelsea have done so far. A few little, um, a few little rumours still floating around. So, um, something to to maybe get excited about. But um, yeah, we we will see. Um, lots of football coming up, and I can't wait. Yeah, and and just on um the women's Euros final, where we'll start. And don't worry, Brett, and I'll let you get into Chelsea in there. The transfer dealings briefly. Um, I need a vent. No, you need a vent. You need a vent towards Catalonia, but that's not my problem. Biscuit Barca. Um, the women's Euro final 
which is just over. England winning it 2-1. As you said, you noted it was high, high quality game. Um, some brilliant finishes as well, some brilliant goals, especially the first two goals. And then the winning goal by Chloe Kelly being so scrappy. But sometimes that's almost more pleasing. Um, when you're uh, when you're winning a game, if you get a real scrappy goal over the line to win it, especially in the final. Um, I, I, I when the the tournament first started, I had sort of just stopped watching football, gave myself a break after the end of uh, the, the the main season anyway, and then I got into it. Watched England. The first full game I watched was England v Northern Ireland. England were, were brilliant. Northern Ireland, uh, brilliant too. The tournament, an amazing occasion for them to get there. And then the last couple of rounds I've watched and like still, even though the final's over now, that England performance against Sweden was one of the best, I think, international team performances I've ever seen in a tournament. Just so complete. I couldn't believe just how complete they looked and they've they've summed it up today by going and beating Germany and, and winning the Euros and something the men failed to do last year obviously and um as we said it's a brilliant, brilliant occasion, but I think I think this people keep talking about it about this being a game changing tournament and you I don't know, you you do you do feel like it is and especially someone like I'm not a, an expert in ladies football and don't claim to be. Um I've only recently just sort of shared an interest in it, probably like a lot of other people, but that was stunning, like <laughs> stunning tournament. Yeah, it was. Um you know, as you say, um a lot of people have have only probably recently got into women's football. Um, you know, I know it's 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 probably easier when your club side are up there challenging and, and um, you know competing. Um, and I know that you've said in the past about Liverpool that the club haven't really been the best um, in pushing them on and supporting them. Um, whereas my club obviously have been you know brilliant at, at doing that. Um, for the last number of years, and you know it's it's made it easier to to follow the women's um, journey and success, um, so that has you know kind of led into led into watching this Euros, and I think a lot of it is a lot of it is just sort of coverage and and um, you know if you can't see it. Um, you're not going to grow it, basically. Um, and I think that's been the argument, um, you know, for a lot of advocates of women's football is, you know, having, we've spoken about it before, I think with JRE on the pod, um, just about kickoff times and, and um, you know, coverage on main channels and, um, you know, the stadiums where, where the, the matches are played and, you know, all these different issues. Um it was great to see, obviously, Wembley packed pack to the rafters um, for the England fans. You know, um, a major, um, a major stadium for a major finals. Um, and as you I think you mentioned earlier, like you know, there was more people attended today than than did the the England uh, league game um, in the men's final. So, you know, it's great to see and. Um, as well as that, just a, you know, as a side note, you know, there's absolutely no reports of nonsense from um, from England fans, which just shows you that you know it's a select few um, who sort of have this hooligan attitude, who who maybe follow their clubs and they, and then they all get together for England games, and it's just it's 
it's what we've seen in the past um on his way you know a lot of negativity comes towards england fans but you know from what i've seen coverage of this tournament um all fans have been exemplary and um you know it's been played the tournament itself has been played in really good spirits very competitive um which i like about women's football you know you saw a bit of bite there um towards the end of extra time um and just a wee bit of a plucky attitude but you want that um you know it's it's, it's a european championship final um but you know in terms of the of the criticisms like it's it's what i think people now who have been like so outspoken against women's football are suddenly starting to realize oh hang on here i'm in the wrong camp and you're seeing a lot of people um you know it, it's good that it's changing people's opinions but you know it's it kind of is like an i told you so moment um all it needed was the exposure and um the the, the quality has shone through and it'll only get better and better now that you know more people are seeing it it'll encourage more more young girls and and uh, women to to get into football and you know they want to see their heroes on tv and and that's how you know that's how people grow up loving football and and because it's such an unbelievable sport and it's, it's what we did you know all of us um we had our heroes on tv and um, maybe lucky enough to go and see the odd game um and that's how you latch on you know it, it doesn't take much and um and hopefully it'll happen over here too uh as the as the women you know progress and get better um is that the, the support just grew and grew throughout the tournament and you know it's it's front page news now um which has been fantastic but but i know we're gonna we're gonna talk about the final not not to go on too much but um the you mentioned the sweden game it was it was you're right it was so complete um it, it just i don't know what, what you thought but it just seemed so easy or something and against the um against the second ranked team in the world it, it was just such a complete performance and then never okay maybe the first 10 15 minutes maybe would you say at max um sweden like they've done in the past try to come out and <clears throat> um you know had the crossbar i think and um tried to sort of put their stamp on the game and when when they didn't get anything out of it um and england grew in and, and sort of settled down because i think there is more pressure on a host nation um when they settled into the game i mean it could have been it could have been five six seven you know like the like the trounced norway um it could have been that sort of a game they, they missed a few opportunities too but um yet to give a, a share to that game it was um remarkable and some of the finishes in that game too i mean i know you said about the finishes in the final but um obviously oh, Russo's Russo finished in the semi-final is one of the greatest goals of all time yeah yeah, uh, yeah. i mean some of the some of the goals throughout the tournament have have been class like if we can't wait to look back on a on a goal england could have goal a goal of the tournament on their own probably like was it stanaway against uh spain wasn't it where she almost bust the net um 
there was a, there's saves as well. It was, there's just it it really was a brilliant brilliant tournament. It was sort of like relief from some of the nonsense that goes on maybe sometimes in men's game. I'm not talking about on the pitch. I mean just you know transfer nonsense and you're just constantly dragged down by it and you're like bored oh, of it. And like to have something else on and it just I thought it was brilliant. Like it was and to see shit you're in it. Like I, I absolutely adore shit I think it was class for England women tonight. <laughs> they shaved about twenty minutes off. Um uh, yeah. you're in shit houses. I respect that. Like they have my respect for that. What's oh, your favourite pastime? It is. It's a pastime. I'm hoping to pass down on the Finn, who's constantly performing his own shit because he won't go to sleep when he's shouting down the monitor at me here. Um, but yeah, like, I like a brilliant tournament. Uh, hopefully, this is the start of things to come in the women's game. More, more of this. More, more coverage. More people that maybe like myself that weren't didn't pay enough attention to it, and I paying attention to it. And I can't wait the WSL starts again. Like they're probably in it this year. It'll be great. Support them. Hopefully they beat Man City every game they play, because um, it's always nice. And we'll move on to that very soon in, in the community shield from yesterday. But super tournament, super games, um, and hopefully when the World Cups come around and different things and all the tournaments come around, we have more of the na- home home nations, both, both Northern Ireland and the Republic Ireland qualifying and, and getting the interest up on this island because you saw what it meant even to the NI girls and seeing like the billboards around different towns. With them on it and different things was class and like to have that and to have even the Republic of Ireland girls or ladies sorry qualify too would just be I think pretty special so hopefully that's just around the corner for us um I did mention beating Man City Brenton mm-hmm. yesterday was the Community Shield now I have a newfound um look on life and look on football I'm gonna celebrate everything um just. Every cup won, even if we win the Audi Cup next year in pre-season, I'm going to celebrate it because I think it's important. And this is big for me because I usually hate certain competitions. I think it's important that you do celebrate moments because you just never know when life is going to two-foot tackle you in the bollocks, which is obviously mm-hmm. people will know. Well, some people will know. But people that are personal to me will know it, it's happened recently. So just the, yesterday... Yesterday was special on two fronts. Obviously, it's always special to beat Man City, regardless. Um, I mean, although our under been under nines to beat Man City, I'd be celebrating it. But it was all, nice to beat them yesterday in the Community Shield, especially when it was such a good game. You can tell both teams were going at it. Um, to have that. Uh, second, thirdly, sorry, to watch it with Finn. Probably the first time Finn's played attention. Uh, I'm watching them on the here, folks, and you, hear, you can hear his name. Um. Paid attention to a football match, which was brilliant. Uh, special, special feeling as a father just to have that and uh, cheering on Mo Salah when Salah scored. He he blew a kiss to the TV, which is funny. Nunes as well, the Nunes performance, and then obviously the Thiago performance is done Stephen. That was just perfect, Thiago. But the Nunes performance yesterday, um, Iran Diaz and Aki Ragged when he came on. Gets a, wins a penalty and then scores the third goal in the end. Never never mind Haaland because I think me and you both agree Haaland's going to start scoring goals. He's going to get yes. goals from Man City. Whether he gets on with Pep Guardiola, that's another matter. But he's going to get on with um, he's going to get on with scoring goals from Man City. There's no doubt in that. But just on yesterday, Brenton, I know it was only the community sheet. People saying as as Bob Paisley says, famously like. It doesn't matter who wins if you win it, but it matters that you're in it. 
Yeah. What did what did you make of both teams yesterday and, and how both teams looked going ahead of the season, which obviously starts next well, I think it's Friday's first game this weekend coming. Um first of all it was it was great to see it was great to see it back. I think the the community shield is always obviously an indicator that we've a week to go to the season and it's sort of um it's one of those ones you always watch, I think. Um, no matter who's in it. Uh, just to get to get that feeling going again. Um but it's never usually a game like that. Um it's never usually as intense and it's obviously just because of the rivalry uh, that these two teams have built up. I mean it's it's so clear to see that these two teams are are still a fair bit in front of everyone else. And you know, they showed that with a quality yesterday. Um I think Liverpool started started the better, started intensity with intensity, Man City took a while to, to come into the game, but they did come into the game. Um probably after Liverpool's goal, um Trent's goal. Um I thought Salah looked very sharp. I thought Liverpool looked sharper in general. Um I think they're probably they're probably would they be the fittest team? They're they're up there with the fittest team, maybe Leeds at one stage. Um it's just Spurs are gonna be fit this season. Mm. Yeah, any contact team I suppose. But um, I think one of the commentators mentioned about Milner saying um, just how intense the preseason had been, and, and obviously it's a it's an important element of, of clubs teams that that are fit in the press, and um, you could see that you could see they were probably you know maybe a couple of weeks ahead of, of Man City in in terms of their preparation, but. Um, I thought it was a really, really good game. Um, few standouts like um, Salah was good. Um, probably better in the first half, but he was consistently good. Um, Diaz was good, and as you mentioned, Dorati Thiago was was very, very good for Liverpool. He looks fit, uh, and I was saying to you um, earlier on today, maybe that um, he. He looks like there's nothing holding him back. He's, he doesn't seem to have any niggles, and hopefully, you know, for Liverpool's sake, that continues because if he's 100% firing, you know, it's what a weapon to have in midfield. And I think that's probably where, you know, if a player did get injured in that position, Liverpool are maybe at their weakest in midfield. Um, so it's important to keep him fit. But yeah, as you say, like Nunez coming on and, and announcing himself like that. Um, think you could see in his sort of reaction how important it was for him to kind of because there had been a lot of criticism of him in pre-season and just maybe Liverpool hadn't got the right man and there was a bit too much pressure on him etc etc but I mean he's going to score goals isn't he you know there's, there's chances there for him and he's a finisher so I mean it makes sense that he's going to score goals but yeah Liverpool deserved it um Man City had a few players who weren't quite at the races and when one of those is De Bruyne and the other one's Haaland, uh, they're probably going to struggle uh, to score goals. So, um, And a few injuries as well, I must say. Like, Ake looked, looked a weak link yesterday a couple of times. Um, but he's not going to be a starter uh, for Man City. Um, 
you know, I maybe play a handful of games um, in the League Cup, etc. But um, we know that that the City team is going to look a bit different uh, come the come the start of the season. We didn't see Calvin Phillips as well yesterday, which I don't know if he's injured as well or um, what's what the crack is there. I would have liked to have seen him. Um, but yeah, you impressed with Liverpool or you still think City have, have a lot more to give? Yeah, well, well, on Liverpool yesterday, um, I'm really happy. I think like you, you always, even if that was just a pre-season friendly in, um, in Lurgan Park against Man City with only myself and yourself down watching, I'd be wanting Liverpool to absolutely smash them and, and beat them in a ring. Do you know what I mean? It's to, to, to beat them and, and because I said earlier how competitive it was, I think it's a, a good marker for Liverpool. I, I I think I've said a few times like about. I think people are far too quick to give Man City the title and and have them as as the team to beat. Yes, they're, they're the champions. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I I don't think I don't think their squad is on paper better than Liverpool's. I think it stacks up pretty well and matches pretty well. So um, it'd be interesting to see what happens. This season, definitely, like and you don't know what's going to happen with injuries and different things, but and I think Liverpool are right in the mix. Like I think, like Klopp has timed it perfectly. I know there's a very young side playing Strasbourg now that are getting beat quite ha- ha- heavily, but just on yesterday, like even the likes of Harvey Elliott and Fabio Cavallo coming on, all looked really bright. Cavallo especially has really impressed me during pre-season and different things and things you've heard people saying and writing about him. So he looks like one definitely to watch. And yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to. The Fulham game, like Nunez getting the goal was massive for him. You mentioned that the pressure on him as well, like was and, and his performance is what you want from a big, strong, powerful, quick number nine. It was everything you wanted. And what? Um, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I was just, I was just gonna say, what did you think of the, the sort of the way, um, the sort of the number nines, the two new big signings were used in terms of like. There's been a, a lot of talk about, you know, Man City and Liverpool changing their approach and now, you know, they're going to have to maybe play the game slightly differently. What, what do you think about that? I think I think it's, you have to think that there's going to be certain aspects of that happening because they've just signed two humongous number nines. That their game is to lead, the, especially Nunes, like he leads a line and he's, Big and strong in the air, and he hunts and he chases and whatever. Was Haaland a little bit more to Haaland? Haaland can drop deeper, and, and um, you could probably say Haaland is maybe a wee bit of a better footballer. You know the way sometimes people can compare the likes of Keane to other strikers, um, because of Keane's mm-hmm. range of range of passing. Haaland can drop deeper and different things. He can also drop deeper, run twenty thirty yards, and then absolutely thunderbaster the ball past you as well, which is an ideal. But um, I, I just I, I said earlier it started. This I hope it's been recorded with, with so many technical issues tonight in the first show back. Ah. Um, that Haaland will get goals, but I don't know how well him and Pep will get along. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I think and and Grealish is likes of Grealish and Foden um, and De Bruyne obviously, but Grealish especially and Foden they're going to be really pivotal to what Haaland does. Um, 
because if they can just provide chances on a plate like what they were doing last season and my man said you weren't converting enough of those chances then there is going to be an issue certainly for the rest of the league but um, Alvarez too look really really good City obviously they're a brilliant side and they've added quite well but I still look at them and think like I don't know I have a funny feeling we could start to see the uh, the end for Pep Guardiola City I don't mean this season That's, that is not my wild take but you can start to see things start to unravel. keep saying wild takes and then saying that's not my wild take. That's not my wild take. Because <laughs> that's not a wild take. I think this could be start of the start of the end for Pep and things start to unravel a wee bit. Um, and okay. we'll see what happens. Now, they'll go on and win all four trophies and they make a dick out of me, but so be it. Like, who cares? Nobody dies. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, if, if you are number nine, so what did you make of the two number nines yesterday? Yeah, I actually thought Darwin was was going to start. Um, I think you you had maybe mentioned that um, was it Juventus had made an approach for Firmino, um, and yep. this was sort of Klopp's way of saying no, 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 no. He's still in my plans. Don't worry about that. Um, by starting the game, um, I think you saw there was a bit of frustration. I think on Holland's part. Um, when Man City did get into the game and they were picking up the ball sort of just over the halfway line and he was making early runs because he can do that against Liverpool because they had to play such a high line um, <clears throat> and he wasn't getting fed um, I, I think when that clicks um, and he does start getting fed once he's in there he very rarely um, makes a mistake, and he will score goals. Like there's no shadow of a doubt about it. Um, and he score goals that way, and he score goals, you know, from Man City getting down, um, the right and left hand side, and him being there just to to basically pass the ball into the net. I think you're gonna see him score a lot of those goals too. Um, obviously, yes, he missed the he missed the chance. I mean, that can happen to anyone, but um, I just think because there was such scrutiny on him and uh, Nunez, it was just a bit of a, bit of a, a funny comparison after you know Nunez came on and made such an impact. Um, I don't think it'll concern Holland. You know, he's missed chances like that before. Every striker has. Um, so... I don't think it's something to be worried about for City fans. Nunez, I thought it was important for him, as you say, um, to come on and and to make an impact and to you know open his account and um, sort of show what he's about. Um, again, I think he is going to get a lot of chances. I think presents an opportunity for Liverpool to not go long ball but to to kind of um go more direct even if it's um even if it's sort of along the ground anyway, do you know what I mean? Because the as soon as he came on I noticed Henderson especially was was looking for him. Um and he played he played one through and Nunes um Henderson came out quite well, quite quickly. Um, and sort of snuffled out uh, the attempt, but instead of um, 
Liverpool maybe getting the ball in the middle and, and um, Thiago playing a cross-field ball to Salah, which you saw a lot, which was working. It gives them another option, you know, or, or um, bringing, bringing it out to the right-hand side to Trent and then he... He finds a pass across one of the, one of those ones where he whips in across the goal. Um, it's it's an option more through the middle, and all he does, Nunes, is just take a few side steps off the center half, and he can sort of receive it on the half turn. Um, and and you saw him doing that just a couple of times in in whatever amount of time he was on the pitch, which is different. Like Firmino, I think is is different in that he accepts the ball with his back completely to go. Nunes is sort of on a pivot because he's I think he's just Firmino's more a link man um, more of a number 10 uh, Nunes is more an right now number 9 I think um, and it's just a slight difference but I think it's important to to note that difference Yeah no, I think there's, there's not a chance Klopp's going to let Firmino go I don't think this year. The sad thing, Real Madrid for Liverpool fans, he might go next year. He'll go for free. Who cares? But um, I don't think just because you don't. Nunes was great yesterday. You don't know if it's going to last. You you don't know how well he's going to settle in once he's into the nitty gritty of the Premier League season and all the cups. He's to go to a World Cup too. Firmino mightn't be going to the World Cup for Brazil. He mightn't get picked. Do you know what I mean? So we'll need him fresh. Um, after um, so see what's going to happen. But I, very excited as a Liverpool fan. Just on on a on a personal, it just feels obviously weird. Just because obviously my my dad's not well, so I wasn't able to watch that game with him yesterday. So it, as much as I'm enjoying it, and I am buzzing for it to be back, and I do think we're going to do very well. Liverpool, I'm talking about here, just felt. Not empty because Finn was there, just felt different, felt a bit weird. So hopefully as the season mm. progresses, that'll change and different things will happen. But um, yeah, I can't wait till we play Fulham. Hopefully we absolutely thump Fulham. No, no actually, fuck a fan of Fulham fans. Hopefully if we thump Fulham <laughs> about uh, 25-0 at the weekend, um, which would be excellent completely. Now, Breton, we have, obviously with the move on, uh, good luck to you, by the way, patching this podcast together because it's broke down on oh, <laughs> Um We will be better as the, as we go into the season, folks. We just have first one back, few cobwebs, things keep shutting down on us out of our control. Um, but it's all good, it's all gravy. Um, our wild takes. Mm. Would you like me to get mine off my chest first? Go on ahead, sir. I think if we build, well, first of all, actually, no, Jonathan and Patrick. Are two very unserious human beings. Patrick's was something like Mo Salah will only won't score more than five goals. <sighs> it pains me that I love him like a brother. And Jonathan's was that Holland wouldn't score more than ten goals. I think it was. Uh huh. <sighs> pains me that we're related. Um, mine uh, the wildest is yet to come, obviously, because we haven't mentioned Stephen yet. Mang yes. is, and I can say this now because you're not in close proximity, is that I don't think Chelsea will make the top four. I don't think... And you, and you always comment on anyway. I don't... And it's not as... It's not, I'm, not, I'm not proud of this. I'm not happy about this. Uh, I am. But I... I just... Things don't feel right. Things don't feel great. And 
they they have signed Koulibaly, which is an unbelievable signing. They signed Sterling, which is a great, great signing, don't get me wrong. But they needed a goal scorer. Because, yes, they were able to get third last year, got the two cup competitions. Don't know if you know who won those, Brenton. Uh, but they... No. <laughs> they need a goal scorer. Because Spurs are strengthened and Arsenal are strengthened in the goal scoring. Especially Spurs have obviously kept everyone. They've added players in. Conte's gone on an absolute match last one the pre-season, killing people. Um, and obviously we know what Arsenal have done. I think they've had, had a great summer, great business. Now that might all fall apart. But, you know, that's been the Arsenal way a little bit over the a while. They got back up in the fifth last year and were very close to top four for a while. I do think Arsenal will make top four, but you just never know um, the way things go out in the season. But as it currently sits, and it currently sits with their squads that have been built so far, and just what's coming out of Chelsea, despite Todd Bowley, I think, starting things off well in certain aspects, I think they're going to fail to get the top four. How do you react? How do you feel about that? Listen, these are wild techs, and it's their wild tech. So, I don't even think that's that, that's that wild, though. Is you not thinking it's wild? You're wild tech. <laughs> no, because you like Arsenal and Spurs have strengthened. City and Liverpool are ahead. Arsenal mm-hmm. Spurs have strengthened, and I feel like Chelsea have. Stood still because of the players that Barcelona have stolen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they've stood still. Um, and then there's still a couple of whatever, t- there's still a bit of goal in the transfer window, but that needs to be addressed soon. There needs, to, I think there needs to be a goal score added. I don't know who that is. I don't know who they go and get. I, I honestly don't. But there needs to be a goal score added to that front. And especially if they get in someone like Fofana and Dumfries that was mentioned tonight, you look at it then and you go, well, hang on here. But if they don't, if they only add in more defenders, I think they'll struggle up front. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, if, if they add those two um, and they get a striker, the striker's the important part. I think, listen, it's it's hard not to trust Tuchel as a Chelsea fan at the minute. Um, you know, we'd like to think he has something something up his sleeve, some plan. Um and as you say, there's there's a couple of weeks left, there's, there's a month left of the of the transfer window. Um so we'll see what what could happen. Um at the minute it looks like they're a wee bit behind in terms of their signings. You have to remember that, you know, a lot has happened in the background of Chelsea and they are probably a few weeks behind where they wanted to be um, just because of the takeover because of obviously all that involves people switching roles you know employing new people etc etc so um, uh, you know there's, I don't think there's a need to be negative as a Chelsea fan at the minute um, sort of does seem like they're they are working on things they're trying things um, we, we've seen um, that even though they've been trying things Barcelona have done their absolute utmost to completely destroy us as a club um, and I can't wait to see Real Madrid win everything in Spain this year um, but uh, yeah it's, 
you know, it's as, it's as wild a tech as any. <laughs> um, and I just hope you won't be rooting for your wild tech this season. Oh no, I couldn't care about it. Like, I, I, that's not something like. I think the titles between Liverpool and and City, I think top four is going to be unbelievable all season. I I, I don't mm. think Spurs and Arsenal will pull away from Chelsea and, and Manchester United, and like it'll be split early on. I think that will go the whole way as it tends to do. But go the whole way in the season with all four teams in and well, sorry, no, my United won't be there. Chelsea. Uh, Spurs and Arsenal in the mix the whole way home. I do think that'll be a great one. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just think I, I, I think I think the other teams are strengthened so well, and I just have a I don't know. I get the, the feeling off Chelsea at the minute that yes, Bowley's in and things last year weren't seen, but um, away from the players, obviously, just like the ownership and different things, and you know, the Ukrainian war, but. Uh, I just have a funny feeling it's gonna just not work out this year for Chelsea, and and it remains to be seen. We'll, we'll see what happens uh, when the season starts off. But like, I, I don't even know who like who who who's a striker Chelsea could go, could go and get right now that can make a difference. You know, like Lewandowski's gone. Mane, if Chelsea had been aware, he was ready to go. Apparently, he told Liverpool. Last season, before the season started, this is going to be his end. Like if, if Chelsea had known about that, could that have been something for him? I mean, that would have been an amazing deal for um, Chelsea. But be interesting to see where it go, comes down the line. But what is your wild take? Because you sort of already knew, man. I've been talking you and teasing you a couple of weeks. What's your wild take for the season ahead? Or is it is it time? Should we should we go to Steve? No, no. I and think Steve Steve should be last. Okay. Okay, it's it's God, it's so wild. Like, we need to leave the people with just, it. Yeah, let the, we'll let the people prepare. Um, <laughs> so whoever's listening to this right now, prepare for Steve's wild tech. I'm just warning you. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll go to mine. Mine is I don't really like mine. If you know what I mean. Um, it's 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 not something I want to see happen. It's it's a wild tech that I think may happen. Um, and. It is certainly a wild take that Chad will not like. But excellent. I think Tottenham are gonna mount a title challenge this season. Wow. Stunned silence. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like how far down the line are they gonna get that challenge before they fall away? I think it's gonna be well I think they're they're gonna get they're gonna get top four very comfortably and I think they're going to stick with Liverpool and Man City until well after Christmas yeah I think that's a good take I think it's a fair take I don't I don't, I don't think it's a nice take sorry Cousin Ben but I think it's a yeah. fair, I think it's a fair take I think like you have to look at Tottenham as being a bit serious this year with especially I know I think they lost the pre-season game yesterday but the additions that they brought in, the fact Conte's had a full pre-season with them, that is massive yeah, for Antonio Conte. He's humongous. Like it, No longer is Harry Kane the most important person of that club. It's Antonio Conte. Because yeah. Harry Kane's he's won just, He's all. that good. He, uh, Conte's won leagues. Harry Kane hasn't. Conte's the most won, important person of that club. He's won this league. He's won this league. He's won Serie A. He 
have brilliant Euros with Italy. He's he's a born, national born winner, and he's a he is a top quality manager when he's given the chance. It looks like at the minute he isn't going to kill Daniel Levy, which is a bonus for Daniel Levy. So yeah, and and see as well, like it's Kane's Kane's superb, Kane's brilliant, but I always fear Son over Kane. Yeah. When, when Liverpool play I Spurs, I always fear Son more. I know Kane's probably scores more against us, but I always fear Son. He's world class. He's he's without a doubt world class. That they've and they've added so so well. I think Spurs. Um, I just think they're too good to ignore. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't like it, obviously. Um. But I think with with their signings, plus with Conte, I mean, there's a couple of wild videos of Conte, like what he was getting them to do in pre-season. They will be ready um, for, for the start of the season. And Chelsea, I think, play them second or third. And I am not looking forward to it. Um, I just think they'll be on it from the word go. And... Um. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I just think they'll. It could be between Arsenal and Chelsea for fourth. Um, I don't think United are going to get near it really. But Spurs, Spurs, I fear. Um, I don't think they'll. That's why I said about the title challenge. I don't think they'll quite have enough sort of know how and. Just resilience, maybe, uh, because Liverpool and Man City have done it so recently and so consistently over the last few years. But I think they'll be right there um, come the important stage of the season. So, yeah. Are are Tottenham in Europe this year? Yes. Aren't they finished fourth? Did they finish fourth last year? I think the pipped the pipped Arsenal didn't they? Oh, so they did, yeah. So they did. Oh, I actually that I was trolling Johnny there, and I, I I mud I did not mean that. I just couldn't think of what <laughs> competition uh, competition you I love. Love. He he is he's going to murder me. I didn't mean that one, but you know yeah, I can't help it. Johnny catching strays there for no reason. Um, I think you're right that they'll come third. The title challenge will die. Come, I'd say after the World Cup. I think into the new year it'll die pretty quickly. As early as that? Yeah, I don't think the last right through to the later end of the latter end of the months this season. Um, but I th- they have added, and I think they are the best of the rest. Certainly, um, especially with what they've got going up front. Um, but I do think uh, they won't. Stand with Man City and Liverpool right into March and April, and then come May. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll as again, I said it. Come May time, I look like dickhead if Spurs win the league. It won't bother me because Mud will absolutely lose his beans, so I'll be able to be <laughs> occupied by that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, you might go into hiding. He's no choice. Um, I think they'll be. I think they will be good this year. They'll be definitely for that top four race. They're going to be my favourites to get in the top four first. Um. 
and they'll be good in the Champions League too. I think they'll be one to watch the Champions League as well. So even though Conte hasn't really had a great record in Europe, but um, I think they have a squad assembled now that can have a bit of fun in the Champions League. So yeah, that's a that's an interesting take. That's not as wild as I thought you were going to go. Um, thought you were going to maybe make a wild prediction about Barcelona, but we'll let you finish off on Barcelona towards the end of the the show here. Let's get Steve's. Um, just Steve's wild monologue out of the way. Here we have a recording of Steve sent us earlier of his wild takes, and uh, we'll play it for you first, and then me and Brandon will will discuss. Okay, here we go. Hello. Um, so, my predictions for the Premier League season. I think that Liverpool are going to win the league. I think that Manchester United are going to finish second. I think that Manchester City are going to finish third. And I think that Arsenal are going to finish fourth. My wild prediction for the season is that Tommy Tuchel does not last the season and gets sacked as Chelsea boss after a roller coaster period pre Christmas. I think Everton get relegated. I think Fulham get relegated. And I think Leeds get relegated. Um, and other than that, I just hope everyone has lots of fun. Well, take it in. I uh, I enjoyed the relegation one. Look, yeah, I enjoyed mean, Leeds, Fulham, and Everton getting relegated. Um, don't think even the relegation one is is so wild. Like, <laughs> I don't think he'd be far off the mark there, to be honest. Um, but we'll talk about that during the course of the season. Um, there was one take though there, Brenton, that stood out. <laughs> uh, it was his what second. What could that possibly be? He has predicted that Manchester United will finish second. Second? I don't even have Manchester United finishing fifth. I have them sixth. I'm sorry. I don't think they're ready yet. I don't think... I think the other teams are, are stronger than them. And, and like, well, we know what the Ronaldo saga is all about. I just They've added some very good players. Martinez... And Eriksson, uh, and, the, and the fullback, just forget his name now, he looks good too, but no. <laughs> no but Ronaldo's see. just tweeted that he's happy to be back. So I see, uh, fair play to him. He, he, he's going to love Europa League, so he is, and, and all the very best to him for it. Uh, but he's going to hear it. He's going to hear it. <laughs> he hates Europa League. United finishing second, folks. When you when you hear this, like, and and you do get to listen to this over the next couple of days, tweet us, tweet us what you think. And you might agree with Stephen. And for Foxies, if he's do recreational drugs, you know, you use away at them. If you want, it's not your thing. So be it. Um, but let us know what you think. That I, I we were stopping our tracks when I came through earlier in the WhatsApp group. I think uh, everyone commented on it. Paddy's still flying. He's coming from France, but. I just marvel at Steve sometimes. Every 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 minute of every day he does or says something that just stops me in my... Tr- it's quite hard sometimes to be so close to him because you, you can't see he's having to sit down after every message that he sends. Uh, I can't believe he's a real human being. 
Oh, God. What a fella. Uh, I hope that's the start of his season, as he means to go on. Steve also wrote a brilliant piece, because we're, we're doing a news editor on the Babble. Um, we're going to have one out every week. Uh, so there'll be one towards the end of this week coming. Uh, obviously, it's Sunday night we're recording this, so hopefully Thursday or Friday there'll be one coming out uh, between myself and Steve and whoever else. Steve did a brilliant one. Uh, for this week on how the hope that kills you and different things in football and on, and on his friend and I won't do it any justice with the top so we're going to try and get Steve on hopefully some night this week and he can go through it with us but it was just sublime Steve is stupidly talented at writing um, and we're very very lucky that he he's part of the babble and that he can produce written stuff for us and I think it's daft that, he's, that he said he'd do it and he hasn't asked us to pay him yet. He can get fucked if he does, no, only joking, love you. But it, it is brilliant, and, and Brenton had shared it on Twitter earlier, and we'll share it again tonight. Like, give it a read. Um, don't miss it. It's honestly, and I'm not just saying this because he's one of our closest friends, but if Steve writes something, read it. I'm telling you, that's how I got knowing him on Twitter. That's how he ended up coming on this, and I kind of was one of my closest friends reading this stuff. It's brilliant. It's always in the, always in the, hits a nail in the head, and there's always a point to it. And he's very, very intelligent at it. So that's the last positive stuff I'm ever going to say to Steve this season. The rest of it is nothing but violence. So, Stephen, hope you enjoyed that little monologue there. But the rest is going to be violence towards you and Manchester United Football Club. Um, one, one last sort of take on... Well, it's not a wide take, but Barcelona or Brenton, like, what is their crack? Right, I haven't liked Barcelona for a long time. I haven't liked them from I was born. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't know where it stems from. I think it stems from preferring Ronaldo to Messi. I actually do think that. Um, and when um, when Barcelona played Real Madrid, um, I was wanted Ronaldo to perform and. Um, saw the. I don't know what it is about Barcelona. It, it's 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 like an entitlement thing. It's like, you know, I think the pap factor as well. When when we were watching the um uh, the derbies um or the Clasco, sorry, um just. The arrogance um, in that running through that club. Um, now, obviously, it hasn't helped that they want to steal all of Chelsea's players, all of Chelsea's ideas, all of Chelsea's new signings. They are hijacking everything. Um, but it goes beyond that. I mean, what they're doing in football at the minute is just so openly illegal. I don't know how they're getting away with it. Um, they're they're ruining their club. I think personally for short short term gain, it's such a massive massive risk. There, and they'll they'll probably continue to get away with it. Um, I just think it's unbelievable that the authorities haven't stepped in whether it be football authorities or government authorities because of the, you know, the way the club's being run financially, 
Um, I can't. I mean, they're gonna just have to have uber success upon uber success in the next sort of ten years to justify what they're doing, and I don't think that's gonna happen. I think they're they're batting it all, um, and I think they're gonna lose, and I hope they do lose. I really believe that. Um, I just think they have such such high thoughts about themselves, um, and the way you know their football's guiding star, um, so they think, and. I don't think it's it's merited, and I hope they they fall on their faces, uh, and um, I hope they're they're ruined because I don't think it's right. Uh, when you look at all the clubs suffering um, financially and and what they're able to get away with, I think that's partly their fault. It's partly the the authorities' fault. Um, you know the they were really, really strongly in favour of the Super League too. Um, still, still would in a heartbeat, I think, um, because the it has been run so badly for so long, and there's a reason why they're, you know, being known more and more as as Catalonia Clan College, because <laughs> there is dickheads running that club, um, and yeah. That's my thoughts. See, the the fact that we had leverage is to keep selling off stuff and selling off TV rights and doing commercial deals and different things to get all these deals over the line. Whereas the likes of me and you that like we've read about it, but we're not nowhere near experts on it. It just looks to us as if they're like gambling the house's money. Do you know? It just looks like they're just no. Sorry, it looks like they're using monopoly money. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Just like lifting it out of the wee packet you get in the wee box and adding more to your thing and just being like, aye, go on ahead. Aye, go on ahead. Aye. And, you know, and having reckless abandonment. But surely, surely there is, there is the planning behind this is not going to be the case. And they're not, if they're banking it all on this team having to win like the Champions League and different things, then that is wild. Although when you look at the team on paper, I mean, it is possible. <laughs> Uh, when you've Lewandowski in your squad, I, you've I don't think it's going to happen. But no, I don't think it is either. But um, and, and the fact as well that any time Chelsea are linked with someone or Chelsea have someone coming close to a deal, they seem to be there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, are, are someone coming to the end of their contract at Chelsea? They seem to be like the first ones at the door. <laughs> Being like, well, lads, you want to incredibly frustrating. It is incredibly frustrating. I think this season, Barcelona is going to be the story of the season in European football because I think everyone is going to be watching to see what happens and a lot of people are going to be watching hoping it crumbles and falls and explodes and blows up in their face and there'll be a lot of people watching thinking like just what if all this works out and like some of the additions as well Lewandowski apart are going to be coming into their prime plus as a football fan I did 
have it like Barcelona. I prefer Atleti now myself, and obviously there is real Oviedo, different things. But um, the likes of Pedri and Gavi are so exciting to be coming through and to be able to watch and to see them next year. And they'll have Frankie De Jong as well in midfield with them too. And probably another year, we don't know what's going to happen there. Like that is exciting. Lewandowski, Rafinha, Ansu Fati, Dembele. Um, it is a great, great side if somehow managed to assemble Kunde at the back too. They've been bad players. In other circumstances, you'd be thinking, right, that they're buying these here. This is going to be amazing. But the fact that there's a billion pounds debt had been hanging over them sort of just sort of skews everything. So if it was Liverpool and I, and that was all happened too, like it was Chelsea, I'd be as frustrated as you. But I am, I'm really, really interested to see what happens here at Barcelona and see, especially when the Champions League kicks off. See how things go, because obviously the holders are Real Madrid. Barcelona would love nothing more than to win it and take it off Real Madrid. So, yeah, let's see what happens. Let's see. Um, to finish off, sorry, I was trying to fix the monitor there because I thought Finn was standing up, folks. Um, fancy football's back, so get involved. It's all across our socials. Get involved if you want to be a part of it. DM us on Instagram or Twitter. We'll get you involved. We'll send the code over. Um, it was a huge success last year. Rizzo won a competition. Got himself a lovely show on Tina Top. He's probably going to win it again this year because the boy's genius. There's nothing we can do. Um, but get involved. Try and beat him. We'll have a bit of crack. I got into it for once last year and really enjoyed it. And it keeps everyone, the little babble community that we have uh, going all together. We are going to try and keep it most weeks down to one pod um, just because the season is starting this week and because the lads unfortunately couldn't make it we're going to maybe try and get another one towards the end of this week um, just before the season starts plus we're all in London for a certain, a certain large fellas stag do at the end of August so there might be some Bible content coming out of that too, stay tuned for that and as I said the newsletter will be coming out every week as well folks um, it's good to be back. I have waited for this for weeks. Like I have probably missed it. Um, and I'm not doing anything else now. I'm just doing the battle. So I'm going to chuck myself right behind it like I did when I first started. I feel like I'm back at it first starting again. So I'm very, very excited. Helps it Liverpool are quite good at the minute too. Don't get me wrong. Um, get involved. If you see us across our socials, chat to us. Get involved in the discussions. Share the podcast when they come up on Instagram and Twitter that's the best way to get word of mouth tell your mates if they're into the podcast or in the football podcast and see what you think and um, yeah enjoy the season I hope it all goes well for you that's a lie I hope all of your teams apart from if you're a Liverpool fan fail miserably I hope every team apart from Liverpool fails in Europe I hope Liverpool win all the cups I hope everyone else is relegated and if you have anything else to add Brenton that's lovely that's, that's, that's a great way to bring new listeners in my way to look at life is always choose violence. That's my yes. new model. Violence is As the answer. Rizzo knows. <laughs> As Rizzo knows. Folks, good luck. Chat is again later in the week and enjoy the start of the season. Ciao.